to a very special Sunday episode of the Go Line Stand podcast. And when you have a special episode, you got to bring in special people to do it. So me and Kobe today are joined by our friends over at the TNT podcast, Tyler and Torres. How are you guys doing? Great. Can't complain, man. It's college football season. It's, it's time to go, man. Yes sir. yes, sir. Happy to be here, man. Thank y'all for giving us an opportunity. And for all my Georgia Tech followers out there, I apologize for that man in the bottom left corner. Like that's I can't control it. So just you know, it's, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't ask him to do that. He just does it on his own. So that's right. But Kobe, how you doing, man? I'm good, brother. I got to tune into some football yesterday. Watched a little bit of the Notre Dame Navy game. Caught a little bit of flicks from the USC game. It's back, baby. I already can't wait for this coming weekend. We are here to talk playoff and Heisman picks. And, you know, if you just based it off yesterday, we would have a playoff, you know, I guess Notre Dame, USC, UMass, and maybe San Diego State, I guess, if you want to argue about number four. So that's the field right now. But we're going to talk about the field at the end of the season, and we're going to kind of just jump right into that. You can go back and look at every episode me and Kobe have done up to this point. We have talked about every Power 5 team. We, we told you what we thought, overrated, underrated. And now we're here to put, put it in ink now. This is our final picks. I'm sure we'll all be – correct and i'm sure there's not going to be any argument whatsoever here but i guess the best way to start this show off is just talk about contenders whether it's dark horse contenders whether it's favorites like who do we think are like legitimate contenders for the playoff and i guess as guests of the show i'll let torres go first since he's not wearing a georgia jersey (laughs) uh well i think the contenders are sometimes pretty obvious i mean why not the defending national champions? Thank you, Tyler. I love I'm loving the jersey. Uh, two-time defending national champion, University of Georgia. Um, for sure, man, I feel, I feel like the, the Georgia, University of Georgia is the leading favorite. And then behind them, a team that's been, you know, known around as the country's best is Alabama. Um, you got Alabama uh, right behind them. And then, you know, you got a lot of other teams that I feel like going to be on the rise a little bit. You know, a lot of people are predicting LSU, you know, to be right there, potentially in the SC West. Uh, so I feel like I got LSU right there, Ohio State um, with Big Ten, them, them in Michigan right there, always always in the mix. And if I want to go ACC, you know, always usually the lead front runner is Clemson. But um, I think Clemson got a few questions this year. So I actually you could switch that over to maybe potentially Florida State. So, you know, you got Florida State right there. And then obviously in the Pac-12, you got um, – USC, who we just saw, Oregon. So there's a few teams there, and uh, and maybe Texas, maybe Texas. So I always got to throw them out there. Tyler, what about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's pretty much laid it out right there. Um, y'all know who we're going to pick if we're going to be picking them. You know, uh, automatically number one there, but uh, but Georgia. Um, you know, you know, I, I've gone on record, and we, we can talk about that here in a minute. I've got similar thoughts as Jackson on some of these teams here, so – some of them won't be making my predictions here in a little bit just due to, to how I've kind of drawn out the season. Um, I do think that we're going to see some um, some kind of fresh blood in the mix. We could see another uh, Big 12 appearance uh, like last year with uh, TCU. We could see, like you guys, like uh, Torres was just mentioning, a Pac-12 appearance. Um, you can't count on Oregon, can't count on USC with how they looked last night. They do have some question marks, but uh, given – the circumstances and the the uh, schedule that they have to go up against, and if they're able to win games, it's hard to discredit them. So, um, I'm willing. I'm going to sit back here tonight. I, I want to hear some some thoughts from each and every one of you guys, and I want to see. I've got my four kind of drawn out here of who I think will make it, but I kind of want to see if I can be talked into a team by the end of this. And uh, every now and then, it can happen on a show like this. But but yeah. Okay, Kobe, your turn. Take take it. 
I got my list here, and I think y'all hit the nail on the head. It would be blasphemous to not put the two-time defending national champions right there at the top of that list in Georgia with everything they got going on, the talent they've brought in. Of course, they got a new face at quarterback, but when you have the roster that they have, and also we'll dig in this a little bit more, the schedule that they have, I don't see a reason why they shouldn't at least be undefeated in the regular season. I think they can go into the playoff with one loss or undefeated as well. But I do have to put my Bama Crimson Tide up there. I think that we can bounce back as long as Nick Saban's at the helm. I think there's always a chance that they can be a playoff contender. But like Torres said, like Tyler said, there's some going to be some fresh faces. I like Florida State. I think they could very well be a contender. Of course, you got the Clemson in there, Ohio State and Michigan. And then also another Big Ten contender, me and uh, Jackson are very high on in Penn State. Penn State could be honestly one of the most intriguing teams going into this season. Um, and then USC and, of course, Texas and a little bit of honorable mentions. I'll put LSU in there. They won the West last year. They have a chance, and I think they have a better roster and a better team this year. UCLA and Washington, I think those are some pretty underrated picks. I think that they could very well be contenders. They definitely have the offense to be able to do it. We might be able to see uh, some new, fresh, fresh faces in the playoff. Yeah, see, that's what I'm looking for is, like, we're going to have any fresh new faces this year because think about it. A Pac-12 team has not made it since Washington made it in 2016 and lost to Alabama. And then before that, it was Oregon that made the national title game, lost to, to Ohio State that year. That's the only two Pac-12 teams that have ever made it. USC was on the cusp of it last year and just got railed by Utah in that Pac-12 title game. Like, I think the Pac-12 probably has, like, I'll say four contenders. I'll say I'll put UCLA and Oregon State as a dark horse contender. I just don't want to go ahead and throw Oregon State. Oh, you're a you're a playoff contender. Like mm-hmm. there's a path there if DJU hits the ceiling. But like I think Oregon, uh, USC, Washington. I think those are like legitimate contenders uh, at the top of the conference. Like don't forget about Utah. Like everybody in, in the Pac-12. Oh, like, don't forget about the, the team that's won it two years in a row. And we'll yeah. see them on uh, Thursday night against Florida. And also, you know. A lot of talk about the Big 12. Oklahoma, and until last year, Oklahoma was the only Big 12 team that had ever made the playoff. Like, TCU got in last year, but it was predominantly run by Oklahoma. I'm kind of looking to see if there's a switch up there. Like, okay, is it Texas now? And then, I, yeah, I think it, at the top you got to come back to Georgia. Like, it's I, I don't see them losing in the regular season. If that happens, whether it's LSU, whether it's Alabama or somebody else, shockingly, I, even if they lose in the SEC title game, I just don't see a 12-1 and Georgia team getting left out. So, yeah, I, does anybody have, like, a team that we haven't discussed that you see contending for the playoff just before we get into it? Like, is there some – is there somebody out there? A, we, a weird team that I would put up there, I might throw Wisconsin in that mix. Okay. Just their running game, their defense – the way they play is the way you beat a team like in Ohio State or like a Michigan. You run the ball. They got a running back that can carry the ball 40 times a game, and he can get you five yards to carry. He's one of the best running backs in the country. And then their defense is always going to be solid. I think Wisconsin has a fair chance, especially on their side of the Big Ten. I think that they could easily, easily do it if they end up winning the Big Ten. Tyler? Uh, another one you can bring up um, – you know, whether we like it or not, their name is always going to be in the mix. And they actually do – I mean, I'm sitting here – I pulled up the schedule real quick just so I could have a little overview of them. But, you know, they actually do have some talent they got to go against this year. But one that, that's always nagging there, uh, Notre Dame. You know, that's one that you just, they're always going to be – 
yeah. they got the legacy. They got the name. They're always going to be in the mix. I feel like. Yeah. Would y'all would y'all be willing to throw A and M in there? No, absolutely. Oh, well, dang, Kobe, you took mine out then. That was my second one. I'm waiting for somebody to say it. I, I, I'm willing to bring him up. I don't, if, I don't if, know if I can do it. Torres, go ahead. No, um, I, no, I agree, man. Um, I was going to say my dark horse was taken. Um, I think they got a uh, well early on in the schedule is a little favorable. I say their first three games, you could think Miami could be a tough one, depending on you know what Miami we see. Um, but after that, I mean. They have a big opportunity having to play Alabama at home. They do got to go on the road to play Tennessee. They also got to go on the road to Ole Miss and on the road to LSU. But if you want to say, talk about a schedule, if they can come th- through this schedule with potentially one loss, um, yeah, we could see. Or maybe, maybe two losses. You know, obviously we've never seen a yeah, two-loss team. But a, a good two-loss team that has beating, you know, top-tier opponents always has a case a la, you know, Auburn or – Who's the two two lost team not too long ago that was had another Georgia chance? Georgia had a, a case that one Georgia, year. Yeah, I mean, they had a case. Or Alabama, Penn State. Alabama, 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 last, talking about Bama last year. Alabama. So, that's right. Penn they State had, had a two lost team yet, so that's the only thing that makes me kind of worry about. It. And I do have them currently with two losses. Um, well, if, if, if Auburn would have beat Georgia in SC championship, they would have been the first two lost team. They would have made it. Let me ask y'all this. What team has the potential that even if they walk away from the regular season with two losses, who would have the best case to make in the playoff? Because I personally think it's got to be one of those Big Ten teams between Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. I was actually going to say LSU. All right, say they lose to Florida State and then okay. – An like, early Florida State, a week one Florida State. Yeah. 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 And Florida State goes wins the ACC, and then they get upset by A&M at the end of the year. But they have a win over Alabama. They got wins over Ole Miss, Auburn, and they win the West again, and then they beat an undefeated number one Georgia team. Yeah, that man. to me is great. And I, I think you can make the same case for Alabama. Say they lose to Texas week two, and then, I don't know, maybe they lose to Tennessee again. But then they have wins over LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, and then they beat an undefeated Georgia. A two-loss Alabama team probably will have a good chance to get in. But it also depends on what's around you. Like, if you've got a lot of undefeateds or one-loss conference champions with, like, good losses, it's yeah. still going to be really hard to get in there. But, like, to me, LSU and Alabama are teams I could see losing twice but having a case to get in at the end. Yes, I agree with you on that one, Jackson. You know, you're looking at looking at the overall case of like I feel like if, if there's anybody that's going to have a really good chance, it's going to probably. I mean, we already know it's probably going to be SEC, uh, SEC team um, having a chance for two losses to make the playoffs, mainly because of the scheduling. I mean, a lot of these teams. I mean, look at LSU, like you said, LSU. They're playing a lot of ranked teams. Texas A&M. They're playing a lot of ranked teams. Heck, even Alabama. They're playing a lot of ranked teams. So to play all these different ranked teams and depending on how these teams do with their schedule as well that they play, even if they come up short, that helps their case. So, um, yeah, it's valid, very valid. And yeah. I think the having a two-loss team like – okay, go back to that Auburn team. One of their losses was a non-conference game to Clemson, who finished number one in the playoff standings that year. Like ha- losing a really tough non-conference game and then running a gauntlet of a conference schedule, to me that's where you're going to look at a two-loss team again, which is why I think about LSU, Alabama. That LSU fits that mold very well. Yeah. They do, yeah. And then uh, same, maybe same for Texas. Like if Texas loses to Alabama, and then maybe Baylor or somebody gets them a couple weeks later. But then they run through the rest of the Big Twelve pretty dominantly. Like maybe mm-hmm. them, but the Big Twelve is obviously not as strong as the SEC, so you're gonna have less of a case. And I'll throw in as my dark horse. I know Kobe took mine with the. He mentioned UCLA earlier. 
somebody mm-hmm. that hasn't been mentioned yet that I think could do what TCU did. I don't think they are a national title contender. If I if they get to the playoff, they could win it. But if Kansas State somehow snuck in at number mm. four, like maybe twelve and one, win the Big Twelve, I think that's going to be a really really good football team this year. I think they have the defense to win close games. Like losing Deuce Vaughn is obviously like you're not going to replace him. But I think replacing star running backs is easier than replacing quarterbacks or star defensive players. Who is that quarterback now? Right, that they. He started uh, near the end of last year. He took over okay. for Adrian. When Adrian Martinez got injured, he come in, and he was a lot better than him. Like, he was legitimately yeah. good. Um, and that, they made the mistake of putting Adrian Martinez back in, and they lost to Texas. If Will Howard's in that game, I don't think they mm. lose this last year. He's a stud. They could, okay. he could be a team that you're sitting there, we're arguing about, well, they're not really that good, but they're 12-1. and one. How could you leave them out? And then they lose by 30 points to Georgia. So, Kansas yeah. State is, is – or whoever's number one. Kansas State's a team that I could think could be there in the end. Yeah. Has anybody else any got any thoughts on dark horses or somebody we haven't mentioned yet? Mm, not that we haven't mentioned, I don't think. The Kansas Jayhawks, baby. Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say it. Kansas America's team. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna say this. I don't know. I don't think they're necessarily a dark horse because they're they had a solid season last year. But what about potentially Tennessee? Yeah, I was gonna bring them up. I mean, yeah. they're not. I mean, you know, they're in the running. I don't really the, believe it, but well, I guess here's happen. a good way to talk about Tennessee. All right, say Georgia goes undefeated, wins the SEC. Say that's Tennessee's only loss. Is Tennessee in? And they beat it. It, it would be yeah. Out. I mean, A and M. If you be A and M, that would mean they would be beating. Because that same thing would have happened last year if they didn't fumble the bag against South Carolina. Like, yeah. Their one loss being Georgia, but they beat Bama. I think I think they get in with one loss last year. To be honest with you, to me that's yeah. Tennessee's best case because, like, even yeah. at home, I just don't think they're beating Georgia at the end of the like. They're still going to probably be two touchdown dogs in that game. If you can at least, I, but here's the thing: is I don't think they can lose that game by like 35 points and get in. Like yeah. they need to show that hey, Georgia's just really good, but we're we still should be in that two to four consideration. Like they're just. Right. That, It'll be interesting what Joe Milton does compared to what Hendon Hooker did against that Georgia defense. Because if Joe Milton is what we think he – or at least what I think he will be, I think he will be able to air it out. I think he'll be really, really good. But he needs to put a better performance on against Georgia this year than what Hendon Hooker did last year. Yeah. I know the answer to everybody. has to show up too. To this mm-hmm. question for everybody, but – is there just to get it out of the way? Is there any group of five contenders we see here, like a Cincinnati or anything? I don't think so, but I at least just wanted to cover our no. base. No, I can't do it. Wait, talking about like just uh, that they could maybe fight their way into it. Yeah, that could get to that number four. Like a lot yeah. to me, a lot of things would like a lot of teams would have to lose. Like they would have. Yeah, to lose. I mean. You lost conference in champion. a crazy scenario. What is it's two two lanes one right? Ain't they? A good I like two lanes. Yeah, I like, I like two lanes. What about uh, UTSA? I was gonna say they play Tennessee in Knoxville. Like, if they won that game, they won the SEC or something. Like, I'm just throwing out scenarios. I at least just Mm -hmm. want to that, but because doesn't Coastal Carolina they still got Grayson McCall at quarterback? They play UCLA week one, but again, I just don't think that's a yeah. You would need UCLA to go like 11 and one win the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. the group of five is losing all its best teams to the to the power yeah. like UCF, Cincinnati, Houston just left. It's just getting weaker and weaker, and you're just not going to mm-hmm. be able to make a run. Yeah, but 
I guess we've stalled long enough. I guess you know we'll 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 go around and everybody will will say their number one team and we'll just go down one, two, three, four. If everybody's okay with that, I'm or cool with that. I guess we yeah. can just everybody go. All right, all right, Tyler. I guess I'll let you start with this <laughs> one. No, <laughs> just very anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. Big number one on his jersey. Yeah, number number <laughs> one, number one. They go. Yeah, UGA. I got I got to go with them. You know you know I got to go with them. Um. Even though we weren't picked to win the SEC yesterday on College Game Day, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take you in the media though. So, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Don't say that people ain't counting us out when it when it's happening. Oh, Granted, no, y'all time. only won the SEC once in the last five years. True, true. Um, but yeah, I I got us finishing number one. I see us. Um, I see us finishing th- this thing out. Um, undefeated again this year. Um, I like where we're at. Um, even with the cupcake schedule, which I know Kobe's going to bring up, it is a cupcake schedule. No one's going to. What's understood that. doesn't need to be explained. It don't need to be explained, man. It don't. <laughs> it don't need to be explained. We all know it. We'll admit it. It is. It is an easy schedule. Um, and you know, but that that means the margin of error is slim. So I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. if you drop one, boom, you you know that that could be the end of it right yeah. there. Obviously, but um, there's really no excuses. Um, so yeah, I have been pulling it out. Um. Going undefeated, heading into the college football playoffs, so I'll go with them number one. All right, Torres, who's your number one? Well, um, I'm going with the same way, man. I'm going with Georgia. Um, yes, and look, I, I will agree. Yes, I know our schedule is very favorable. I'm not going to sit here and deny that and try to make a case it's not. But I do feel like there's a sleep games that sleeper games that I feel like if we easily can overlook. Very similar to what happened with Missouri. Now, granted, an SEC team on the road at night. That's those are tough games and. Um, I feel like there's a few games like that for us. You know, I, I know we're really good, but, you know, that game against uh, Ole Miss, you know, I feel like we're going to beat Ole Miss. But, uh, you know, those type of games where Ole Miss come in and maybe hot, depending on how their season went, they are rate number 22 right now. Obviously, Tennessee, as everybody says, like, yes, that's going to be our toughest game on the on the schedule. But um, I wouldn't sleep too much on, um, on, on South Carolina, man. I feel South like South Carolina, Carolina plays y'all hard every year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like now. Yes, we went. It was a tough five minutes last year. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, we'd be like forty-eight and seven. It was a. It was a yeah, mess. That one was last year, but uh, but I know yes, they do play hard, and we do got them at home. We do got them at home. But yeah. I, hey, I let, me, let me ask y'all this while we're on the subject: Are y'all ahead. scared of the Florida Gators at all this year? No, I have them finishing bottom of the SEC. Oh my god! Yeah, I have them at the very bottom. See, I anytime, well, I don't care. Nobody say anytime we play Florida, I get a little nervous because I know anything. <laughs> Ram Mertz, bro. I mean, you go go and look Ram at the Mertz roster. It is, it is, it is putrid. Like that that team, that right. team is just oh god. I'm gonna clip that and say Torres admits he's scared of Graham Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not necessarily scared, but I, I just I understand like the risk sometimes. Like there's certain games on here. I'm like, man, we're gonna mop the floor with them. We'll mop the floor with. I mean, y'all. Missouri, Missouri, Super Bowl. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And I mean, don't get me, we're going we're going to catch their best game. Um, yeah. I will say that, and it could be a closer game, but I, I, I'm not going to sit here and doubt that we're going to win that one. We'll, we'll win it. It might be the ugliest game you see. It could be another Missouri, like you said, but um, but I, I think we win it in the end. Yeah. And I also feel like that game on the road against Auburn is a little bit of a push. So yeah, Auburn's always up some Auburn. momentum, dog. I don't know what it is. I don't know what Hugh Freeze is cooking with down there, but they look like they're picking up momentum. At least in yeah. recruiting, it is in recruiting. Yeah, they, they're yeah. picking up momentum. 
Yeah, but even there, like just the Graham Mertz conversation. I think he's a little better than Mertz, but is Peyton Thorne beating Georgia? Like, are we no? No, we're not. It, they're not there yet, but the 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 wheel is turning. Like you know that that one's yeah. starting to pick it up. Like he's saying, it's yeah. they're going to end up being a thorn in uh, everybody in the SEC side, and you, you can mark that one down. Yep. All right, Kobe. Who's number one? Who's going to be number one in December? Got to go ahead and throw the Alabama Crimson Tide right there at the top. Hear me out. If there was going to be one team that could knock off Georgia at the top of the pedestal, I think it will be Alabama, and I think it will come in that SEC championship game. Granted, Bama could very well lose one game this season. It could be early on against Texas. We're still trying to figure out that quarter comp- that quarterback competition. I got faith in Jalen Milrow. I also have faith in Ty Simpson, but I have a feeling I don't like going into a season without – solidifying a starter at quarterback. I just think that causes problems. So if we were to slip in week two against Texas, so be it. But I think that we can run the gauntlet in the SEC with our SEC games. I think we can ultimately end up beating Georgia in the SEC championship. I think Georgia goes undefeated. But Bama, I think they will be a little bit more battle-tested given their schedule than Georgia. I think they will be able to be thrown in that fire and beat Georgia. And plus, they're going to be out for blood. Everybody knows how it is whenever you get a – pissed off Alabama team and Nick Saban at the helm, I think that Bama can easily be number one. Well, I also have an SEC team undefeated, number one for me, but it's neither Georgia and it's not Alabama. It's LSU. On brand, on brand. They win the SEC. They have the best quarterback in the SEC. They have the best defensive player in the country. They have maybe the best defensive tackle in the country, but he got suspended for – I don't even give I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Tell me a little bit about I, that. Why did he get suspended? I saw he got suspended. Well, he had a, him and Kayshawn Butte had an autograph session last summer. To, like it was, and just, you are talking about Mason Smith, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say, it okay. was one week before NIL became official. Like it oh, became wow. legal. This was. It was literally like weeks before. Dang. Because man. he was injured last year, he they couldn't suspend him, so they have to suspend him for a game this year. And it's gonna be week one against State. Legal now. So he's not going to play. I did not state. know he wasn't going to be playing against Florida State. Wow. Yeah, that's that's well, a game. That, that's going to be a little bit of hit. Brian, Brian Kelly said they tried to schedule a game this past weekend so they could just suspend him for that. Oh, and wow. Are, no, is he is he serious about that? Like, is that completely serious? Yeah, he's standing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. I can't blame him. I cannot knock him for that, but that that is yeah. funny. Wow. But anyway, I think they have the best receiver room. In the SEC, I think they – them and Georgia are tied for the best offensive line in the SEC. Like, there's just – when you – the secondary is the only mm. thing that scares me. I which think is, I, I think I, I got to go – yeah, Bama's up there, man. Bama's up there. I'd probably put, yeah, the, I, put Bama's over LSU's. Yeah, I'll take LSU's. So, the secondary okay. – <laughs> Hey, nice nice little quick response. I like the, it. The secondary <laughs> scares me the most. And just playing a team like Florida State so early with so many offensive weapons, mm. like, they could easily lose that game next week. And then, obviously, games against Alabama A&M, they could slip up somewhere. But I just really think they they really started this last year, and I think their, their roster only got better through the portal and recruiting. Like, I just love everything about this LSU team. So, that's why they're number one for me. And I'll go ahead and start our number two conversation because I know I'm going to be the only one here. There is going to be a Big Ten team that goes undefeated. And there is going to be a Big Ten team that is number two in the playoff rankings. And it's going to be Penn State. Penn State Ooh. is not going to lose a game in the regular season this year. If if Drew is that guy, I, I dare you to show me a weakness on this team. They have 
arguably the best running back duo in the country. The the one weakness I may point out is the receivers. You know, losing Parker Washington and Mitchell Tinsley, that like those are not easy guys to replace. But I think they got some guys capable of stepping up, especially at tight end. They have the best offensive line in the Big Ten. They got the number one offensive tackle for the draft next year. He's going to be the first lineman pick next year. Chop Robinson and that defensive line, they're, they're going to absolutely create havoc and create pressure this year. They do lose Joey Porter in the secondary, but they, they have plenty of guys back there. There's just not a weakness in this team, and I think they haven't had a quarterback with this type of ceiling. Like they, They've been winning games with Sean Clifford and Trace McSorley. Like they're trotting them out there as a choice. Like yeah. that—that's now you have a completely different uh, type of yeah, player. Yeah, I, I didn't—I don't know much about this guy, so he's—he's he's legit. Well, he's, he's, he's the real, yeah, he's the real freaking deal. Like he's probably better than the guy Clemson's walking out on week one in K Clubnick. Like he's good, really. He's good. He was getting Josh Allen comparisons. I like Clubnick too. That's yeah, I'm always scared that guy comparisons, but you know, a, a lot of people around two good running backs around that program really think he's the real deal. I think he's going to be the reason they're number two. I love everything about this team. So, wow. I got Penn State number well, two. Well, let me ask you this, since we're on the topic of Penn State, is this do or die for James Franklin? Because this is the best roster he's had, and if he doesn't get over the hump this year, like, what do you think about it? I'll, I'll say some doubts will definitely start to seep in. But remember, Alara will be back next year. So will Singleton and some of those other players. Because that's the thing. A lot of their team is still young, and they're recruiting yeah. at a top ten level right now. I definitely think there's going to be some disappointment. But to me, if Alar shows he can be that guy, and if they lose close to Michigan and Ohio State, I still think that that's optimism. Like I, and again, like I don't know that there's anybody that's going to do a lot better than James Franklin. Like Penn State's a good job, but it's not like you're going to go out and hire just anybody you want. So yeah, Franklin's one of he's won a Big Ten title before. He wins double mm-hmm. digit games consistently. So I agree. I do think there is pressure on them this year. But I don't think it's like okay if you don't win not the big SEC game, pressure. I feel like. so yeah, it's, it's not he like is. you know. Yeah, I, I feel he he's garnered enough of a relationship with that fan base and with the people around that program. I think he's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying he's sitting pretty by any means, but I think I feel like he's gained enough of a little bit of a um a comfort, you know, there. Like he yeah. he he can you know he has a little leniency at, at his disposal. Fire a coach has been as successful as he had that has as many double digit win seasons, a conference title and one New Year's six bowl games. You better find somebody that's gonna do a better job. And you yeah. better find somebody that's yeah. gonna please the family. It's not guaranteed. It's not that's, guaranteed. That's the thing, so yeah. I love this team going in though. Okay. So anybody can take it from here though. Um yeah. I guess I'll start with my number two. I got another wild take. Give me the Florida State Seminoles at number two. I think they end up going undefeated this year. I really like Florida State. I even told Jackson last year before the season started, like, this team, give them one more year, they're going to be it. And what they've done, like, we've seen them take advantage of the transfer portal era probably better than just about anybody. You got a Heisman contender in Jordan Travis. You got Trey Benson at running back. You got a stable of wide receivers in their own right and Coleman, the transfer from Michigan State, and Johnny Wilson, a six foot seven powerhouse. Then you got guys like Jared Verse on that defensive line. I think Florida State goes undefeated. I think they end up beating Clemson. I like them to win the ACC as a whole. I, I think they would fit right there, uh, fit right in at number two. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, with Michigan for number two. Um, I think uh, the, they'll probably play um, – well, they're definitely going to play Ohio State once. They may end up playing them twice before it's all said and done. I, I just – I don't. I don't have that that uh, belief. I guess like like Jackson does in Penn State just yet. I kind of want to see it before I kind of back it up with my words. Um, but Michigan, uh, they're the program. They've they've been getting there. They've been chipping at it. They've been chipping at it. You know, in the playoffs the past couple of years, 
just haven't been able to get over it. Uh, you know, he, he's built the program pretty well. You got Quorum coming back. They did lose some other pieces, um, you know, through the draft and all, but he's been recruiting pretty well over there, Harbaugh has. So, um, you know, it's not like they're going to lose all their depth uh, that quickly. So um, I'll take them for, for number two here coming out of the Big Ten. I like it. We, me and um, Jackson asked whenever we started doing our conference previews, would y'all agree that Michigan probably has the least amount of questions around them, like as a team going into this season? Like probably. I don't have a lot of questions about them at all. Like we know who they are. We know what we're going to get, and they're going to be a pretty daggum good football team. Got a good running back coming back. Got a solid offensive line that's, you know, probably shouldn't have won the award for best offensive line the past couple of years, I might say, but they have been winning it. Uh, you're returning your quarterback, right? Uh, one thing, I, the one question I do have um, receiver-wise, I was real big on uh, Bale. Yeah. I liked him a lot. Um, you know, I said in the draft, I was like, I don't know how that dude slipped that far. I felt like every time I watched a Michigan game, he was just popping off the screen, you know, making huge, uh, you know, highlight reel plays. But um, that that might be the one question mark. I think the defense is um, going to steadily, you know, be pretty good at least for for Big Ten standards. And yeah. honestly, that may be may may be able to work their way up to um, competing against um, the upper echelon talent of say like a Georgia, Alabama, something like that. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Torres. Here's number two. We've all picked a different one. Are you going to follow? Yes, I am. I I'm actually it's still it's still going to be in the Big Ten, but I'm going to Ohio State. Oh my God. Yeah. Reason why I got Ohio State number two, um, looking at their schedule mainly. It's a tough um, schedule. By the time they play Notre Dame, which is the fourth game of the season, Notre Dame probably is going to be already in the top ten. You know how that goes. They will. Notre Dame is currently number 13 right now. That's going to be a top ten win. Death taxes and Notre Dame in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right. Exactly. And they're probably going to be there, sadly, which is crazy. And with Notre Dame being there, going on the road to Notre Dame, beating Notre Dame early in the season, I think that's going to obviously help their case. And looking at the rest of their schedule, I mean, then they got to play Penn State at home, which is going to be a tough game, but I do think they get that done. Then they got to go on the road to Wisconsin, who's ranked number 19. Yeah. Those yeah. Are, that is a tough schedule. But I feel like with Ohio State team, they have their receivers coming back with Marvin Harrison Jr. and um, uh, Emma and Amiga Buka. They got some other guys too. Who else? Fleming. Julian Fleming, yeah. Uh, they say Carnell Tate is showing up at uh, fall camp right now. They said he's looking really, really good. Yeah. And then you got Michigan, then you got Michigan at the end of the year, you know, on the road. Um, but I, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this on a limb. There's no way. I'm going to say no way, no how. I'm not saying that. but Because I did predict Michigan potentially to be Ohio State last year. But at this year, I don't see it happening. I don't see Michigan doing it three years in a row. Um, yes, I know Michigan is at home with this game, but they're not beating Ohio State three three years in a row. Um, Ohio State has dominated a game for a little bit of the past few years, and then you know the last two years, Michigan. I think it's, I think it's about time for Ohio State to get one, and I think this year it'll be year four. Does it worry you? And I guess it's just for everybody. Does it worry you that they haven't named a starting quarterback yet? Well, that does kind of worry me a little. I bit. think I think it's Kyle McCord. I mean, I think they're. Well, yeah, but why? Well, if it is, why? Why not just name him? Why sorry. the hesitancy? Yeah. Uh, and again, this is Ohio I mean, State. You know, this is Ohio State. If it wasn't their basis, like they they always got this quarterback. Yeah. You know, it is kind of weird, like Jackson saying that. You know, you know, because you know, after, after, the other kid is not as good as they thought he would be. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Or it is just is Kyle McCord not as good as he's supposed to be, and Devin Brown's just hanging around because yeah. McCord's not taking it yet, like. Because, you know, when Dwayne Haskins left, it was, well, Justin Fields is obviously going to be the guy. Yeah. No question. Mm -hmm. Fields left. Oh, it's C.J. Stroud. Nobody questioned if it's going to be Stroud yeah. or not. You're right. 
now it's it was supposed to be McCord and but now I mean like Ryan Day talked about it last week. They may just play both of them against Indiana in these first because they got Indiana, Western Kentucky, and Youngstown State these first three weeks before they play the trial run. So I'm assuming you'll see both of them play in all those games. But quarterback by committee. Yeah. And that's just not a good thing. I don't like that. You're right. It's not. It's not. I mean, we literally see Jones County doing it. It's Jones not. County, yeah, I hate that crap. I hate Bama, that. Crap. Bama's in the same boat. And honestly, I want to go ahead and solidify the guy. Seriously. Show, show him you have faith in him so he will play better. Like, if he's going in thinking, oh, I'm starting this week, but next week I might not be starting, he's not going to play to his best. So, mm-hmm. I understand that aspect of it. Well, I yeah. guess we'll just keep it going with Torres. Who, who faces Ohio State in the playoff at number three? Um, you know, this is where I think it's a little bit get tough, but um, I do think we see um, two SEC teams um, in the playoffs, and obviously, you could see one versus. You know, obviously, most of the time you see these playoff teams, they don't play each other the first time in a playoff. So I'm going to go with LSU number three. Um, I do think LSU has a really good schedule for themselves this year to allow themselves to really make the playoffs. You did talk about that they have the best quarterback coming back in the SEC. You talked about all of their weapons. Um, now, from last year, may, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I haven't just done as much research. Probably, obviously, I haven't. But Jaden Daniels did not impress me all that much last year. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he, he, they, he really couldn't throw the ball as well as the other cat that played in SEC That's championship. Fine. Um, that's fine. That's right. So maybe I just saw that he's the number two leading candidate for the Heisman odds. I don't know. Something that shocked me. Maybe he has uh, got exponentially better. But I do believe in this LSU, LSU team. They got a really good schedule. Obviously, they got some tough games coming up the forefront. Um, I do think they they go on um, they go on the road and they do beat Alabama. And I do think they're gonna have a tough game against Texas A&M. But I, I feel like they might they might come out on the good side on that game. And I think we see two uh, undefeated teams in SEC championship. The loser just dropped the three. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. Let me hear what y'all have to say here. Do you, like I know the committee when they're picking these things, you know, that it would be pretty safe to assume Torres that you would have UGA and LSU in the SEC championship game, correct? Yes. Okay. So, could you ever see a position where the committee would pick? whoever lost the SEC championship game to be number four and basically just have a rematch of the SEC like championship back game? back-to-back rematch? Yeah, or would y'all think that they would automatically fix it to where it's not like that? Because I feel like they defer to the latter as opposed to going back-to-back. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, they literally have that in the uh, actual committee, like, rules. They, they actually try to get away from rematches in the mm-hmm. first round. They, they okay. actually don't, they don't want also, rematches. Also a money thing. Like, you want to see – uh, Georgia at number one play against a Penn State or a Michigan or somebody at number okay, four. Then. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to okay. see two back-to-back games. So it's kind of like yeah. a grab, I feel like. Well, I mean, yeah, just like two years ago when Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC title game, Georgia could have dropped to four, like if you yeah. thought about it. But one, I don't think they were really going to move Cincinnati above Georgia. And plus, I, people wanted to see Georgia-Alabama potentially rematch again. I don't mm-hmm. think you would have uh, Cincinnati-Michigan. Yeah. Because I think that, yeah, game they, that was one of the things I saw when reading. Um, there was a potential rematch of, oh, Ohio State and Michigan. That was who it was. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State and Michigan mm. last year. And the, literally the committee came out. Um, I was reading multiple articles, but a lot of guys in the committee were saying that they venture away from rematches uh, if necessary. Meaning um, if there's an opportunity for to put one team here because of their resume and if they just played, obviously Michigan played Ohio State, so no need to have these two teams play each other because we already have the winner of that game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, 
it's don't mean that, oh, that's going to be the same thing the second game. But we've already seen the forefront of that. Put this team to play another team, obviously put another team. That's why I said LSU and Georgia. I do feel like I can see both of these teams undefeated. Yeah. And I said the loser of that, which for me, my loser is LSU, would just yeah. drop three. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I asked because I sure did not know that. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to go with LSU as well for number three then. I did have it mixed up, but I'm glad I asked it. Uh, I, I was going to have them at four. But, yeah, I'll take them at three here. Um, same thing as Torres. I actually do have LSU doing really good this year. Um, I'm similar to Jackson, of course, not on his level of enthusiasm for it because I don't have them going fully undefeated and winning the SEC. But I do have them making it to it again um, and just coming up short. Uh, one question for y'all. Uh, the running back, we kind of talked about on our show. We don't really know a ton about these running backs for LSU now. Uh, what do y'all got to say on, on, on their running backs? That's my biggest question about this team. Because uh -huh. honestly, if you think about it, name me a notable LSU running back past the Leonard Fournette, Darius guys era. They have not had a Edwards running Allaire. back. Edwards Alaire. That's right. He I'm hasn't sure. done was good he in the NFL, was really. He a but... running back, or was he a product of a system that threw the ball 50 times a game? He looks now. I will say this: He looked very good in college. Obviously, you know, I'm not gonna let the recency, you know, mm -hmm. mess my opinion of him up because, honestly, I'm not really big on him in the NFL. I've gone on the show, on the record, on our show, talking about it. I'm not huge on him um, in that aspect, but in college, dude was solid, man. Dude was like trucking well, folks. I think he, I think he was a very was versatile running back, but I'm talking about a true. He was a first round down running back. You know what I'm talking about, like. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Guys, guys was, was on the level. He was more of a Swiss Army knife type of running back to me. Yeah. For, but, I mean, yeah, he was a first round draft pick. So. He was. But Jackson, I saw you make a face when Kobe said well, the running back thing. I want to know what you got to say here, man. Well, like to me, like, yes, would I like to have a, a very good running back or a dominant ground game? Yes. I just don't think it's required to win in college football. Hey, UGA's in the same position here, baby, this exactly. year. Exactly. Like, UGA has good players, but like, when was I mean? It's been since Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle since they've really had it like a dominant person on there. Like I don't you're like pretty yeah, much, you're pretty right. I don't think he was dominant or anything. So mm -hmm. I just don't think I think if you get enough production from it, that's like there's just a, there is a question mark there. But I just don't think it's it's going to be a requirement. They have explosives mm -hmm. in the passing game. They have the receivers in the offensive line. I think whoever they put back there behind that offensive line is going to have success. Okay. That's why right. You answered my question. I like it. Yeah, I'll take them for number three here. Um, and I, I have them having a good season. So that's my number three. Go ahead, Kobe. Uh, I, at my number three, I will put the Georgia Bulldogs. Like I said, we all know how good this team will be. I'm going to change my jersey up. I do, th I do think that they win. Uh, they go undefeated in the regular season. But I think their only loss is to Alabama in the SEC championship. And that one loss, I think, would put them right there at number three behind the undefeated Florida State, behind the number one Alabama. So that's the only reason I put them at three. They could very well easily be one as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, I can literally copy and paste those comments. I've got Georgia number three. It's same as Torres. I think LSU-Georgia play each other, SEC title. I just got LSU winning. Like, I think Georgia's going to roll through the regular season. And I, I think them and Penn State, I think, would be an interesting bowl game. But You know, and, and there, there are some questions about Georgia this year. You know, obviously, I brought up the running backs. Um, you know, being down with that, we're going to have to rely on some some guys that are walk-ons, you know, this year, which is something crazy. But they, you well, know. Well, y'all just had a walk-on win you two national titles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey. And we've been able to get some good talent in there um, as far as the walk-on. So, I mean, you're, you guys are going to be seeing names like Cash Jones pop up a good bit this year. You're going to be, be seeing Zavon Clark. Mm. Might be even seeing a little Lenneth Whitehead from, uh, from Tennessee coming in. Um, hopefully not that much because I'm not too huge on him. But Is Branson Robinson going to make that jump, though? 
He's not he, – remember, he's out for the season now, man. Are you serious? I did not know that. Torres broke it to me on the show the other day. He's yeah. out wow. The I and now we're relying on Andrew Paul. At least uh, we're relying on Roderick Robinson. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. We might be experimenting with Dylan Bell coming out of the backfield. So he's truly running back by committee. True. Yeah. You're wow. seeing how busy a life is of a high school coach right there. What? You said what? Hey, he said you're seeing how busy a life is of a high school coach. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I just so didn't so see it because I didn't have the Bleacher Report notifications on, so I'm glad uh, <laughs> glad Torres told me. But there's that, and then there's the defensive line concerns a little bit this year. Um, Obviously not having a Jalen Carter. I'm being dead serious. You know, we're going to have to – hey, I think we're going to be solid enough, but we're not going to be at the level that we've been in the past, like where we've had those uh, guys Jordan like Trevon Davis Walker, Jalen Carter, Jordan Day. He's naming them right now. Man. We don't have Michael, guys that are on that level, but they can do name? good. Michael Williams? Kids He's going to be good. good. He is going to be good. You yeah. haven't even named my biggest concern about Georgia and the one that should be your biggest Let's concern. Let's hear it. That's in the like Bob, oh god, I don't yeah. Know. I, look, I'm not saying Mike Bubbles bad. I, I remember all the grief Georgia fans used to give him. Georgia know. fans hated him. Yeah, I know we they hated did. Them. We hated him. We hated him. I agree. Yeah, but like that's that's my biggest thing. Is like okay. now they're all like, oh well, we just he hasn't let it there. We're confident in it. Like y'all hated him when he left. Right. I think he I hasn't think... played an offense in over a decade, and I'm not look. Todd Monken, I just think it was criminally underrated. His game plans and the way underrated. he played formation put guys like, who underrated him. Well, he, does, underrated. he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. I can I agree Shoot. with that. I get out. It doesn't feel like he does to me. And I just yeah. like Mike Bobo, like it's gonna be it, I'm not saying y'all are gonna go to play an offense like Iowa. I'm just saying play like now. when you get in the playoff, like I thought Monken was a real advantage. Coach the offense now. When you get playing yeah. some playoff teams, now the pressure's on. You're not calling plays, you know, to beat Kentucky or Missouri. Now yeah. it's to beat LSU or Ohio State or Michigan. I'm just kind of anxious to see that, and I just feel like Georgia could have went out and hired literally anybody they wanted to at yeah. offense coordinator, and they chose Mike Bobo. I'm just saying that it will be interesting. But you got to think he was sitting underneath him as like an analyst for a year. He was able to see his stuff. They were able to make sure he picked up on everything. I mean, yeah, it is a little bit of a mystery. I want to kind of see it myself too. I want to, I want to see how it is week one and go from there. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, I think he's been able to pick up enough. And Kirby is a micromanager, you know, as far as he's got to have things a certain way. I, I just, I feel like at the end of end of the day, he is the the ultimate guy. Like for that, he's he's going to be the one that that makes the calls as far as things go. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be calling offensive plays, but if things aren't going the way he wants it, man, he's going to make sure he switches things up. I think so. I'm very – real quick, no, I'm just very interested to see if Georgia struggles early on in their season, How got the a new quarterback. I wonder who the Georgia fan base is going to throw under the bus first, Mike Bobo or Carson Beck. I'm Mike right Bobo waiting for it. It'll be Bobo. 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 Real quick. So – Jackson, yeah. who's your number four? Who's your number four? It's Michigan. I, I debated. Like, I, I, t- I thought about Texas. I, I just can't I, – I think Texas wins the Big 12. I just can't trust them to go 11-1 and one or 12-0. and 0. Yeah. I, it's just hard to get there. And after watching you I, – I wasn't going to have USC anyway. Watching their defense last night, back half of that schedule, there's no way they're not losing two games. Like, the back half of their schedule, they're playing Notre Dame, Oregon, tough, Washington, yeah. UCLA, Utah – Five of their last six games are against those teams. There is no way they're not losing two of those games if they play defense like that. So, 
Kansas State, as I mentioned, I thought was a team that could be in there. But to me, it just Michigan is just a better team than all them. I think their only loss is going to be to Penn State. I'm, I'm along with y'all. I'll keep it short and simple. I don't have a ton of concern about Michigan. I think the one thing they have to do better is passing game explosiveness. Like they have to be able to create bigger plays against uh, teams like TCU. That it was a problem. Like TCU just had a bunch of big plays against them. And you saw it a little bit, but J.J. McCarthy has to get better throwing the ball downfield. They got to have some guys step up at receiver. I think Tyler was right to point that out. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Michigan because, again, I just I just don't have many concerns about them like I have against Texas, USC, Florida State, Clemson. So, Okay. Yeah. At my number four, this is going to make Jackson very happy. I'm going to put Penn State right there at number four. I'm buying into the hype. I think also if you look at the way their schedule plays out, I think that they are in the best situation where if they lose to either Ohio State or Michigan, I think they're safe. Like, I feel like they can be a one-loss non-conference playoff team. I feel like that's how it, their season could end up going. Say they lose to Ohio State, um, but they end up beating Michigan or vice versa, they still have a chance to make the Big Ten Conference Championship and win it. And even if they don't, and they still have a win against Ohio State or Michigan, I feel like they can still be a one-loss team right there in the playoff. Got a question for you. So you're gonna have two non-conference champions in the playoff in your playoffs, Kobe? Yeah. Because think, think of it this way: it's, it's exactly what Jackson said. Do you trust a USC or a Texas? Because those are who I got winning the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Interesting. It's just rare. It's just rare to see when the last time we've had two non-conference champions. Well, also, when's the last time we had? not just two teams from the same conference, but from what it sounds like, y'all got two teams from just two different conferences making it. I don't see that happening at all. Not so fast. Not so fast. I would say TCU didn't win their conferences. Oh. Kansas State won. That is true. Take that back. That is true. Yes, they did. But like I said, when's the last time we've seen two teams from two different conferences just make the playoffs? So it's only the Big Ten and the SEC making the playoff. I don't see that happening. Yeah. You're right. Um, all right, so n- number four, Longhorn Nation. We're back. Wow. <laughs> I did not yeah. think you were going to go that way. Yeah, yeah. when Jackson <laughs> brought it up, I went with him. I went with him. So, uh, wow. yeah, I mean, I've talked it. Hey, talked with Jackson about it uh, just through text. We've went over it on our show. I've got yeah. uh, Texas having some um, having a big win early on in the season, like you kind of mentioned, against Alabama. Yeah. Um, I've got them. I mean, they, they got a – Toughest schedule. I mean, going against Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, TCU. The the degree of difficulty is there. I think they end up maybe dropping one. I can't really honestly tell you who they end up dropping it to. The way you are talking about it, well, it do might you be think their best Kansas case State. would be dropping the Bama but beating the rest of the Big Twelve? Like you lose the non conference, but you go undefeated. In your it could be. It could be. But that but that Bama win could be the signature win that the committee looks at to be like, yeah. you know what? I remember that. That's that's why I'm going to bump them up here. That could be the yeah. big one. Um, and that's at Tuscaloosa. That's the revenge. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've got them making it this year, going number four. That'll be UGA, Texas, in the opening round. Go ahead, Torres. I like it. Um, well, the funny thing is, yeah, you know what? You're so right, Jackson. I solely forgot about last year. But after going back, thinking about last year as well, um, a bunch of those conference championship games didn't mean anything, you know, besides yeah. TCUs and and. Who else really meant some Michigans? Like not a lot of those, and which was which was a rare case for us because mm-hmm. we knew, oh, if all this team win, then ain't nobody else really got a chance because Tennessee had faltered their chances, and Alabama with their two losses, and like all these teams with their two losses, there was a lot of two loss teams that potentially could have had a chance last year. And seeing that 
I don't think we're going to have that this year. I think the, the, some of these conference championship games are going to be a little bit more meaningful. And one conference we haven't seen in the last two years, uh, I'm going to go with one of the ACC champions. But now y'all are going to be like, oh, wait a minute. My pick for this one is going to be Florida State. All right? That's but I'm going, to have, I'm going to have a slash. Obviously, I'm going to have an asterisk next to it. A slash. Clemson. Y'all got these conditions. Okay. You're, not, you're right. Because, look, it's going to come down to that September 23rd game. And yeah. obviously, the game is being played in Clemson. All right. Now, I'm, I'm going to start off with Florida State first. Florida State got to play LSU first. Let's just say I do think LSU wins that game. First loss, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think we're going to see the, the improvements of Florida State, but I think they still lose like a nail biter. All right. Mm-hmm. Florida State runs the table. They go on the road and beat a Clemson team. And you're about to see the reason why I say Clemson because you're going to see Clemson's schedule. And they run it through, go all the way through, beat Miami, beat Florida, beat all everybody else. Okay, boom. They got one loss in winning the ACC championship. If we talk about LSU, they say they are. And their only loss is to a potential number two and number one ranked team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they win that conference. I like my chance with Florida State jumping in as a conference champion. Now, with Clemson, on the other hand, reason why I say Clemson, Clemson got to play Florida State. Then they got to play Notre Dame at home. Yeah. And they got to play ranked North Carolina. All right. And if South Carolina steps up a little bit, that South Carolina yeah. game could potentially mean something. That's potentially four ranked teams on their schedule. If they, and if they, and I'll be honest, if Clemson beats Florida State, I guess sometimes they struggle with Missouri, uh, not, uh, Syracuse. But if they beat Florida State, the Notre Dame game at home, the Clemson game at home, they might run the table and could potentially be undefeated. Like, yeah. He's going to the ACC championship game. So an undefeated ACC champ, even though they're ranked nine now, I don't see how they get left out. So that's why I had the Florida State Cup. But that Clemson-Florida State game will be the difference. ACC champion is my number four. I think it's either Florida State or Clemson. That'll get the number four ranking. I like it. All right. Here at the end of the show, we've revealed our playoff teams. I'll start with Torres. All right. Who's both playoff games and national champion and your Heisman? Ooh, the Heisman is really interesting. Okay, so I got Georgia playing, obviously, ACC champion. I think they mopped the floor with either Florida State or Clemson. Um, I like that matchup big time. My number two and number three is Ohio State versus um, uh, LSU. Top-tier game. I really enjoy it. Um, But I am going to – that's going to be a really interesting game. Uh, But I am going to lean – I'm going to lean LSU in that one. I'm going to go LSU. We probably will see a rematch, LSU and Georgia in the national championship. I feel like they're just so cliche because we've seen it so many times with two SEC teams. But mm-hmm. make a difference, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, prove us otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine's UGA, Texas. I got UGA beating Texas, moving on to the championship game. Uh, then I got LSU going against Michigan. Um that one, honestly, I think it will be a good – I mean, both games I think are going to have some, some good stuff. That'll be – that's four good teams, man. I'm, I'm interested in seeing the just the storylines and everything with that if it were to happen. Uh, but LSU-Michigan, oh, man, it, it, it would be tough. I want to lean LSU, but I think – I don't know, man. Harbaugh's been on this thing. He's been doing the beat Georgia drills and all this kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I think maybe he gets over that hump of getting past the first round. He makes it to the title. I got to go with Georgia in the title against Michigan. So there you go. Uh, for me, I got Alabama versus Penn State at that one and four spot. I got Alabama winning it, making it back to the national championship. Now I got Florida State versus Georgia, and I've had to think about this for a long time. Don't hate me for it, but I'm going Florida State 
hear me out. It's not because I don't think Georgia is more talented. I think they have a more talented roster. But Tyler likes to use this logic a lot, so I'm going to use this logic. Florida State has more proven playmakers right now on their team. So before the season starts, I think that Florida State – I think that Florida State has the proven talent to be able to beat a team like Georgia. Give me Alabama, Florida State in the national championship. Give me Alabama coming back to their dynasty roots. Interesting. Well, I've got LSU beating Michigan, and I've got Georgia beating Penn State. I got the all-SEC rematch, which I'm sure is what everybody in the world would want to see. I'm, I'm going to go LSU. Like, I'm not going to sit here and hype them up and then pick them to lose. The game. I think it's going to be a great game. I, I think the – I really do think the defensive playmakers in terms of Harold Perkins, Mason Smith, and I think that secondary is going to be solidified by the end of the year. I think that's going to be the strength. I think the best chance to get LSU is get them early before that secondary gets yeah. locked down. But, yeah, I, give me LSU and Georgia and give me LSU to win it. And I I, I really struggle to pick a Heisman winner because yes, start Heisman. guys to fight, that are going to put up the stats and be in the playoff conversation, like yeah. go back to the start of the playoff – only two players won the Heisman and were not in the playoff, and that was Lamar Jackson and last year Caleb Williams. I yeah. think you got to at least be in the hunt. I'm going with a real off, real dart throw off the board. Give me Drew Allard to win the Heisman this year. If Penn State is undefeated and gets in the playoff, there's a reason why, and he's going to get recognized for it. So that that's my reasoning there. Uh, for me, I'm gonna have to go. I think Caleb Williams repeats. I mean, there is no question he is the best player in the country, and it's a different feel. Because don't get me wrong, I think when Bryce Young won the Heisman, I don't think that he didn't have the same hype going into last season, or maybe that was just because Alabama didn't have the hype. But either way, there were still a lot of other people that could have won the Heisman other than Bryce. So it's a little bit of a different feel. This year, there is no different field. There is no question of who the best player is in the country, and that is Caleb Williams. I think he puts up the stats, and I think USC at least has a successful enough season for him to be the Heisman. I think he repeats. I'm trying to think who was who was going against Bryce Young that that last year. That uh, Stroud and CJ Stroud, wasn't he? But see, Aiden Hutchinson finished second. I'm pretty sure, didn't he? Uh, uh, that was Will Anderson. I was say, I feel like we were all pretty, we were all pretty high on Bryce Young. I don't know. I, I was, I felt like that was the best Bama team um, up to that date. I liked what y'all had, and I liked Bryce Young. Um, for me, like Bryce Young last year, because like nobody thought Bryce Young was going to repeat last repeat. year. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat as, as Kobe. Uh, Caleb, it's hard to go against Caleb Williams. I know it's chalk. It's boring. Um, mm-hmm. The highlight stuff's already starting up. We just saw it yesterday. The offense is built around him. Uh, Lincoln Riley's a genius when it comes to that stuff. Um, are we just talking about who we got to win or a dark horse? You can throw a dark horse. You got to dark really horse. Good. I put it on him. I already don't put the money on him. Good. Carson Beck. I already oh. did it. <laughs> I already oh. did it. Pull right. up money on him. Torres, got to. Got to. Torres, please tell me you're not on that same boat. I, I'm not on that boat, buddy. I think <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take – I don't think he's legitimately going to win it. I, what I do, though, I think he might could do enough to get in that top four and maybe pull off some type of thing. I think it's so much is going to be having – so much weight is going to be put on him as far as the offense goes, especially now that we're down to the running backs that we are. We got the weapons um, in the pass game to do it. We got the offensive line to do it. He's going to have to air that sucker out, and I think he's going to be able to do it. Um, he's a better passer, I think, than Stetson Bennett was. Obviously, he doesn't have the legs to match Stetson's, but a lot's going to have to ride on him. And going through an undefeated season, riding it to a college football playoff, I think he could be a, a, a guy that gets a, an invite to New York. So, that's why I'm going with it. 
Go ahead, Doris. I'm going to tell you this. I was riding uh, Stenson Bennett last year, and I didn't care what nobody said. I was riding yeah. him. Awesome. So <laughs> everybody was calling me crazy, but if we had a little competition, we probably would have had one high. Yeah. What it is? <laughs> put Bama in the playoffs. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, no, you want the competition? I mean, <laughs> but uh, but man, um, I'm I'm gonna go with Kobe on this one as well. Caleb Williams. Uh, the schedule is very favorable, and you gotta you gotta remember, man. It's sometimes the Heisman. Yes, you have to win the games. You gotta have the team, and I feel like USC is gonna be one of those teams that will probably be in their Pac-12 championship. A team that we need to be also considering for potential playoffs if they run the table yeah. as well. Um. But the USC is an offensive – they throw the ball every play almost. <laughs> so, like, I mean, he's going to have these absurd numbers. I mean, look, even though their defense was trash uh, against San Jose State, the score was 56-28. to 28. That's I a mean, good thing. It's a good thing for him. That's a good thing for him. That's what I'm keep saying. He's that thing so, up. He's going to have to keep running – yeah, running the yards up and the touchdowns up. So, he's going to have these type of games every single week, and it's going to be hard for t- – guys – like you say, for instance, like a Carson Beck, if, if he was in contention. Let's say a Carson yeah, Beck yeah, yeah. Carson Beck is beating – we know how Kirby is. If he, they're up 30-something, we're running he's the ball for the rest of the game. Yeah. So he's not going to have that same opportunity as Caleb Williams, who's going to continue to keep throwing. So um, I'm going with Caleb Williams as well, and um, I think that was all the season. The formula's there for him. It's yep, there. Yeah. Definitely. Man, that was a lot of fun, you guys. We're coming up right up here at the end of it. Any thoughts from Tyler and Torres, our guests here, before we get out of here? Uh, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about. I mean, we were too late on it, but week zero thoughts. I mean, we kind of discussed it, but yeah, UMass is going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, reaction. USC looked pretty good offensively. Um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's offense looked good. So good, man. um, Not too much to talk about week one. I mean, we we talked about it briefly. There's like maybe two, two, three good games you can maybe line up there. Maybe South Carolina, North Carolina. At least yeah. I ain't got to watch a smoke show like a Georgia-Oregon week one. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. <laughs> hey, but you're going to watch Georgia-UT Martin. Come on, man. There you go. <laughs> but what week you get to watch Georgia-Ball State? Oh, yeah. Come on, bro. Add them up. Add them up. Who's Colorado playing week one? It's uh, they have they have ECU. That's gonna be a good one. So I kind of do want to. I kind of do want to yeah. see. I just want to see what Colorado see looks like. I just want to see what Colorado. It's not gonna be a great game, I don't think, but. Seeing what TCU looks like now with all the pieces that have left, yeah. seeing what Colorado looks like with Neon in town. That's that's it. Yeah. I, I made, we made a prediction last show. I said Colorado gets six, at least six wins. Crazy. See, I'm on the Dion train. I'm right. I'm on the Dion train. I really Three am. and nine's coming. Three and nine. It's on the way. <laughs> it's going to be tough. That's going to do it for this show today. I'm sure all of our picks will be correct. We'll revisit them later in the year. But go listen to the TNT podcast. Fantastic. Those guys do a fantastic job. They're going to be on with us later. Uh, make sure to go follow us on social media. We had a lot of fun here. Appreciate you guys coming on. But that is Torres. That is Tyler. That is Kobe. I'm Jackson. And the goal line stand is out.